Yeah. Welcome everybody to the masterclass in the hello. Welcome to the masterclass in podcasting. We'll be hearing from Brad Brown from Talkfeed Media and the Podcasting Academy. So I think podcasting has been coming up throughout the conference, not just this year but in previous years. So it'll be good for all of us to just get a bit of uh, the basics and maybe things we've never thought out, uh, thought about in terms of how to start a podcast. Brad. Cool. Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for, for joining us. And I want to ask if you all want to move closer. Everyone come grab a seat up front. Let's, let's do this thing. So the session today, I'm literally going to run through from start to finish how to set up and create a podcast. And I'm going to do one and show you exactly how easy it is. And the reason I want to do that is just because there is such power in podcasting. We, I spoke yesterday about how we sort of generating income off the back of niche, very niche podcasts. And I also said in that session yesterday, and some of you would have been there, some of you wouldn't have, my background, I come from, from a traditional radio background. I've been in radio for, for 19 years, and I started on campus radio and have gone through retail radio, community radio, uh, commercial music radio, commercial talk radio, public broadcasting. I've been across the board. And if I had to start my career out today, if I was starting out new, I don't know if I would go that route because it is, for anyone today, it is so easy to start your own platform. Yes, you may not have the audience, but you don't need the Brixton Tower to start something. You need to make a decision to start something. And that's what I wanted to, to run through today. So Alna said, uh, I'm hoping, is this thing working? Let me just check that it's on. So to give you a bit of background, I just wanted to, while I'm sitting, is this thing on? No. That's quite weird. Mm -mm. Can I ask, is there somebody here who can just check why this thing's not working on the screen? I don't know if the technical guys can help, but just to, to give you a bit of background, what I wanted to, to sort of run through today. From a, from a technical perspective, I, I'm sure a lot of you understand what a, what a podcast is and, and maybe don't really understand the technical side behind, and that's what I'm going to run through to today, okay? So on a high-level, really simplified version of things, all in a podcast is it's an MP3 file that gets delivered to your device of choice, essentially. So as a content creator, I create an MP3 file, which I upload onto a server, and you can then download that or listen to it via player on a website, or you can subscribe to an RSS feed. And that's one of the, the powerful things about podcasts, is if you're driving people to subscribe to that RSS feed, every time you push a piece of content, they download it automatically. So you don't have to keep rebuilding and rebuilding the audience and hoping somebody's listening at the time that you publish it. It's content on demand. It's like PVR for radio, essentially. And I also often talk about people ask about podcasts, and, and most radio stations are doing it now, where they are taking on-air content, and they're clipping it, topping and tailing, and they're publishing that as podcasts. In my mind, yes, that's a podcast, but it's not the true essence of what a podcast is. For me, what I love about podcasts is pieces of content that are standalone, that live on their own, on the internet, and tell stories or solve problems, and that sort of thing. So, that's <coughs> just from a high-level point of view. From... The actual processing podcast, there's probably three, three aspects to it. So the first one is the actual creating the sound file. And it would be like you create any piece of sound 
for a radio station, whatever it is. You obviously need the gear. You need somewhere to edit. You need to be able to create that piece of sound. Then what you need to do is get it onto a platform that can serve that piece of sound to the end user. And I spoke yesterday about a movie called Field of Dreams, that if you build it, they will come. Sadly, that is not the case. If you build it deliberately, they will come. And that's the third part, and that's the promotion and getting your piece of content out there so people find out about you and keep coming back and getting more content. Cool. Perfect. All right, so what we're going to do is... That's it there. So what I'm going to do, talk, let's talk gear. And, and what I was saying about if you wanted to start out in radio today, you don't need studios and all the high-tech equipment that you possibly needed 20 years ago. I worked for an organization that a lot of their journos used to go out into the field and do voice or vox pops with iPhones. They literally recorded voice notes and that was the sound they used. I've done it. The sound quality is not perfect. It's not studio quality. But if you're doing stuff out in the field, you're going to have background noise and that's what you want. So the barriers to entry are no longer there. It's just blown it wide open. So from a tech perspective, I think as podcasters, we all have a responsibility to create the best possible quality piece of audio because we are competing with the likes of NPR in the States, as an example. And if somebody's first experience of podcasting is this clunky, horrible-sounding piece of audio, because people have been telling them how great podcasting is, and they listen to it, they're going to go, you know what, I'm not going to listen to that rubbish again. Podcasting is junk. So as content creators, we all have a responsibility to create as best a piece of content as we possibly can. So <coughs> you don't need massive setups. We've got a, a studio that we use for, for a lot of our stuff, but we've also got some, some mobile setups. We've got a little Tascam handheld recorder. There's, there's tons of them, different types that you can get, some better than others. These ones you can plug sort of mics and that in so you get really good quality. And as I said, I am going, let me... I'm going to be recording a podcast, which I'm doing now, and I'm going to create it and get it up on a feed that you can download in the session. And I'm going to show you exactly how easy it is. So I'm going to chat to a couple of you guys and, and get some audio. And that doesn't work. And then, we're going to, and then we're going to get it up on a podcast. Elna, tell us who you are and what you do. My name's Elna Schutz. I work for the Vits Radio Academy as a content producer. Perfect. There's one. The next one. Sorry, sir, what is your name? My name is Stan Stan. And uh, what was the other question? Well, I know Stan Katz is one of the legends of South African radio. You don't need to explain who you are, Stan, but we'll, we'll leave it at that. And you, sir? I'm Matongo Mambi, coming from Zambia. I work for BBC Media in Zambia. And I'm a coordinating mentor, helping uh, young producers produce quality content for their audience. Perfect. There we go. So we've got three little pieces of audio. Uh, and first podcasting mistake is make sure you press record. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fired, haven't I, Stan? <laughs> All right, we're recording now. Let me, Stan, if, <laughs> if I had done that on one of your radio stations, Stan, what would have happened? Uh, you would have got a severe reprimand. <laughs> <laughs> would I still be gainfully employed? Absolutely, everybody's entitled, entitled to a second chance. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the fantastic thing about podcasting, is because if I was a heart surgeon, my patient would have just died. And that's, that's what I love about it too, is, is, and, and broadcasting is like a stand, I'm sure you, you would agree, is it's, I don't want to say it's forgiving, but there are second chances. And as long as you learn from those mistakes, that's what matters. So, there we go. We've got our piece of sound audio now. 
and I'm going to actually show you exactly how we do it. So on these sort of recorders, uh, what you basically do is, okay, so from that's the, the tech for recording. So there's a little, can you see that? Fantastic. All right, another piece of gear that we use and it's free is called Audacity. It's a piece of sound editing software. It's uh, same sort of thing that I don't want to say it's a, it does the same thing as Adobe does, but it does the basics and you can get by with it. So if you have the budgets and you want the, all the bells and whistles, then go and spend money on Adobe Audition as an example. But I can tell you that uh, this one does exactly what you need it to do and it served us well over the last few years. And that is as simple as that. So if I can get this thing open. Where's... All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to import that piece of sound, clip it up, and then I'm going to prepare a, a feed and we are going to take it from there. Okay. There we go. So I've got the piece of sound out and I'm going to import that into Audacity. Cool. All right, and from an editing perspective, these sort of programs, again, it's not, it's not rocket science. If you play around with it and you've edited one or two pieces of, of audio, it's actually pretty simple. So let me grab the one that we had now. Fantastic. That's the piece of sound we just did. It's a short little one. And with these recorders, it records one-legged, okay, because we only had one mic set in. So what would happen is if we had two mics plugged into the recorder, one would be on channel one, one would be on channel two. So I'm going to make that a bit smaller. Everyone can see that. So that's it. It's a 45-second clip that we just recorded. Uh, it'll chat with Stan. I'm going to mix that down into, into one channel. And again, there's so many different uh, sort of tutorials. So if you're brand new to this and you go into YouTube, Go and watch a tutorial on how to use Audacity, and Bob's your uncle. So you need to get this piece of sound sort of decent enough to get on air. I'm going to compress it a bit, get it a bit louder. There we go. And if we listen to that, uh, and first podcasting mistake is make sure you press record. <laughs> I've been fired, haven't I, Stan? <laughs> okay, so that's the piece of sound that we've just recorded. And... When you're building these pieces of sound, obviously depending on, on what you want to do with these podcasts and, and how much time you want to spend, we spoke about uh, a, a series yesterday in, in the session called Serial, which is probably the smash hit when it comes to podcasting and the, the gold standard when it comes to those sort of documentary style podcasts and how, how big things can get. And there's lots of examples of those sort of things, but those are very, very sort of resource intensive Alna was involved in a, in a series called Alibi that was done here at the, the Wits Radio School and, and a fantastic piece of audio that probably hasn't got the acclaim that it should have. There's a, another one that was created here in South Africa that uh, was done, I believe, by Kahiso Media called uh, First Person, which is also on the IONO platform. If you haven't heard that, those are great examples of sort of real great storytelling with lots of layers and background sounds and, and, and background info. It just tells a great story. And again, it's, it, those, both those pieces of content, I think, could fly on, on an international stage. But I spoke about it yesterday. It's almost like winning the lotto. You, you need to, to hit a home run, and the odds of you hitting a home run in, in the podcasting space are pretty tough. That's why you need to do it deliberately. 
And so we've got the piece of sound. I'm going to export that now as, as an MP3. So that's it there. I'll save it into my desktop so that I can find it. Okay, I'm going to call this Radio Days. Okay, so we've created the piece of sound. We've, we've exported the, the, the piece of content as a, or the piece of audio as an MP3. Let me just call it Radio Days. Okay. Perfect. It's exporting. Now we've got that piece of standalone content. The next step, once you've created that piece of content, is you have to prepare your podcast feed. So the, the way these pieces of content, as I explained, the way the pieces of content get served is someone can listen to it via a player, which you can embed on a website, or they can simply subscribe through a podcast player through iTunes, if it's through Overcast or Stitcher or, or whatever it is. In our business, we love using a platform called Iono. Uh, a couple of the guys are in the room. They're going to be doing a talk a little bit later. And then also later, uh, tomorrow they're doing the talk. But later on today, there's a, a pod meet as well. Francois is going to be chatting a little bit. And if you are interested in podcasting, definitely go and have a chat to, to Francois and, and, and find out about some of the stuff that Iono is doing from a development point of view and the way they're building their platform and how they can assist you as a podcast to sort of get your message out there. The reason we host our sound on Iono is a couple of reasons. The first one is I like the fact that they are close. So when I was still living up in Joburg, their offices were down in Cape Town, they were a phone call away. And one thing I found with a lot of the, the international tech partners, and, and I'm not knocking them, they're great at what they do, but the likes of Lipson or SoundCloud, is if I had an issue, I couldn't pick up a telephone and ask them a question. Or if I wanted something to be developed within the podcast player or on the platform, I, I was just a, a tiny little podcaster on the southern tip of Africa. They're not going to listen to me. Whereas the guys that I own are, have been very open to, to, to taking suggestions and, and, and sort of guiding the, the sort of conversation of where we can take this thing. And that, that's the, the, the main reason I, I love Iono. And from a cost perspective, they are as cheap, if not cheaper than anything else out there. They're reliable. The content is always up. So that is the reason why... We use Iono. Okay, so what we're going to do is we need to create that podcast feed. There we go. So if you go to Iono, they've got a, a free sort of sign up at the moment, and it's very minimal uh, sort of amount that you can upload. I think it's probably one podcast a week. I can't remember the exact packages. But for somebody who's an independent podcaster, that is more than enough. If you're going to be creating one podcast a week, you, you, that's it. You don't, you're not going to get it cheaper than free, I'm afraid. So go and play with it. Go and test it and, and try things and use it as a, as a, as a place to experiment and, and, and find your voice in, in podcasting. And it's pretty simple to, to set it up. So we've got it, uh, <coughs> we registered on the platform already. So it's as simple as creating a new channel. I'm going to call this one Radio Days. And don't worry for the guys from Radio Days, I will delete this afterwards. So it's <laughs> it won't be up there all the time. But I'm going to call this Radio Days Masterclass. Okay, so description, I'm just going to say lecture on podcasting. And the reason I wanted to run through all of this is, is just to show you how simple it is to actually set this thing up. And the, I think the first step to, to creating a podcast is just doing it and, and, and trying to figure out and, and, and find your way in, in this sort of online space. So uh, I'm going to go once off. 
content type. It is a podcast. Uh, channel active. Yep, that's cool. Okay, then categories. If you go into a, a platform like iTunes or Stitcher, you are able to search for podcasts depending on what category it is. So if it's a sport podcast, you can find all these sport podcasts in, in sport. Or if it's a business podcast, they're all under business, whatever it is. So it's always important to, to make sure that the categories you're selecting are relevant to, to what you're doing. Because once you get categorized into like an iTunes, for example, if you are a sport podcast and you put it into business, you are not going to get any downloads. People aren't going to click on it. But you want to be grouped to where you are sort of being grouped. So uh, I don't even know what this would fall under. I'm just going to choose, <laughs> we'll call it careers for lack of a better one, but design. Okay, there we go. Then it asks where you are. English and South Africa is the standard. And then your cover art. Uh, you need a, oh, is it not? This thing loose. That's quite weird. No. There we go. Just don't touch it. Oh, there we go. It's gone again. That's so weird. Okay, then your cover art. So if you are looking or listening to a podcast or you're flicking through iTunes, you'll see that little square image. That's your cover art, essentially. It's like your album cover in the old days or a CD cover that you would have created. And for iTunes, it's optimized at 1400 by 1400 pixels. So it's a, a square image. They, they make it, I mean, 1400 by 1400 is pretty big. And if you look at the, the actual picture on a device, it's tiny. But the reason they want that is they want it as a really good quality image so that it renders well on their platform and makes their platform look good. So we also use another free tool to create these things. And I'm going to give you another tip here. It's, it's an online platform called canva.com. And we don't have any uh, graphic designers or anything in-house. We do all the stuff ourselves. And this is a great, little, uh, a great little sort of platform that you can mess around and do some graphic. Obviously, you need to sort of know or have some graphic sense on how to create these things. But that one there is the last podcast that we've created. That's the, the cover, the artwork cover for it. It's a, it's a cycling podcast called Ride. And yeah, so that's the sort of stuff that we do. So it's pretty simple to to grab it in this one. Uh, oh, it's made the screen really big that I can't actually get to the left-hand side of it, which is a problem. Okay, let me try and... This is so weird. Sorry, let me just try and get it that I've got the whole screen on so that we can... There we go, that should be better. There we go, that's better. Alright, cool. So within Canva, you, they've got standard layouts. And there is one for album art, which is 1400 by 1400. Or you can choose custom dimensions. And you just basically type it in, 1400 by 1400, and it is pixels design. And it gives you a blank canvas. Takes a few seconds, depending on the speed of your internet. And that's your blank canvas. So that's the square. Then all you do is you upload. You can do a, a background image or whatever it is. You can create it. You can put text on it. I downloaded the Instagram app or Instagram image for Radio Days. That's it there. I'm going to import that. And you'll see it's now importing it on the left over here. So there we go, it's imported. If I click on it, it then puts it into that block. And it's as simple as that, dropping and dragging. And there you go, you've got your piece of cover art. Done. I'm going to call it Radio Days.
Off you go, and then you download it. And it, it, you can download it as a JPEG or a PNG. I mean, I just, PNG is recommended, so I always use the PNG. There we go. It's busy rendering it, and it's going to download it now. So what we then need to do is upload that into Iono. So that's it there. Upload the image. Browse, we've saved it. That's it. Let me move that down. It's weird. And the thing with the cover art is you want it to, to really stand out. I mean, I've, I've just used the, the graphic here. But if you flick through an iTunes store as an example, you can see the artwork that, that really pops out and, and a lot of the stuff blends together. That is one of the best ways to be discovered is to make sure that your cover art really says what it is that you're doing. So spend some time on, on getting your piece of cover art as, as pro as you can. If you've got a graphic designer in-house, in use the graphic designer. Get something that, that really speaks of your brand and, and, and is going to sell that podcast before somebody's actually even listened to it. They've seen it. So there we go. We've now uploaded that piece of content into Iono. You can add a link to your website. So what is the website for Radio Days? It's radiodaysafrica.ca.za. Is it? Yeah, Haha. So you can put your whatever it is. If it's a, a private website that you have, uh, you can put it in. Or you can do your radio station's website, whatever it is. So Cool. Perfect. There we go. So it's uploaded the piece of... Uh, or, or the, the, the artwork, you've put in the website. You can then also say who the host is, who the partners are, that sort of thing. So I'm going to say Brad Brown and Stan Katz. Stan, do you mind co-hosting this one for me on, on this one? Can I put you down as a co-host? Fantastic. Okay, so we'll do... So you can, if, if you have a regular guest, you can uh, put your regular guest on. So I'm just going to call it Brad and Stan. There we go. And then you can put any other, sort of, uh, any other sort of notes that you'd like to put on. The admins, when you create your, your uh, account with Iono, you would be the admin. And then you can t add a time slot. It's a standalone piece of content. We don't add time slots because we don't publish at a specific time. We try and keep that schedule. So if we do a weekly, we choose the day we're going to publish. We choose the time. And we try and stick to that as best we can. And people do get into a rhythm of when you upload your podcasts and when you publish them. And they expect them. And, and often, for instance, yesterday I have a podcast that I publish five days a week and I was here yesterday and we didn't publish it. I got home last night, there were about five or six emails asking what happened to today's podcast. So people, even though it is not live, people do expect it. So we can now, hopefully I've put everything in there. Hit create. I didn't put everything in there. Okay, your description needs to be longer. Why do you make these things so long, Francois? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's Radio Days Africa. 2017. There we go. That should do it. And then you have to accept the terms and conditions. Uh, there we go. So that should work. Okay. Then we've got our podcast channel. That should be up and running. And there it is. So there's your artwork. So that you only have to do once. When you're creating your podcast channel, literally you do that once. You can go back and edit any of that information at any time. But once that info is done, that info is done. And what that description will be is if you look through podcast players, like in iTunes, for example, they give you a bit of a description of what the podcast is about. That's where it would come from within Iono. So Iono feeds that content to the different podcast sort of platforms like an iTunes, Stitcher, 
whatever. So that's, that's what it is there. So this big block over here is where you upload the individual podcast files. So every time you want to release a podcast, th this is where you do it. So I'm going to select input file, and it was the one that we just recorded. Uh, and then you've got to remember where you saved it. That's always important. hanging and then what you want to do here as well is put once we've uploaded the file and, and, and chosen the file we want to do is you want to have the the description the title of that podcast as descriptive as possible you obviously don't want it to be too long and again it goes down to copywriting one-on-one -on -one. I mean I'm no expert and you might have somebody within your business that that can do this for you but it's really not it's not rocket science and it doesn't have to be did I save it on the desktop Aha. Uh -huh. Okay. And now my mouse is missing. This is so weird, this thing's. Okay, let me just do that. And I've now lost my mouse. This is so strange. My Mac obviously doesn't like to be plugged into a There we go, it's back. That's very weird. Okay, let's go desktop. Ah, there we go. Perfect. Cool. So we've now selected the file that we created and we've uploaded it. You hit upload and it's now putting, pulling it up to Iono's server. So I was talking about the title, name and the description. You want it as descriptive as possible and as enticing as possible. You don't want to give away the house in that description, telling everybody what they're going to learn and the 10 steps to whatever is have it that it creates enough curiosity that someone clicks on the play button or they click on the download button. So I'm going to call this Brad and Stan. So I'm not going to be that creative on this one. There we go. And then this is Perfect. Cool. So we've done the title. We've done the description. Iona gives you a, a great sort of opportunity. A lot of the stuff that we do is we batch record. So we'll record content weeks in advance and our team then uploads it onto Iona so that it's ready to publish on the day it needs to be published. And that little checkbox at the bottom, it says publish content immediately. If it is checked, it's going to publish it as soon as you hit the publish button. If it's unchecked, it just stores it and you can then change the publish date. And I know they're working on a new release at the moment that you can actually schedule stuff into the future. So if you are recording three weeks with a podcast for an example you can schedule them out and when it hits that date or time that you've chosen it will publish it automatically so i'm going to publish it as it is now i'm going to hit create episode and it's busy doing its thing so it takes a few seconds it depends on how big the sound file is obviously the bigger the sound file the longer it takes this one should be pretty quick i'm going to refresh it and it will be up and running so you'll see the progress bar there at the bottom is still going and it gives you an opportunity to publish the next one so that's as simple as it is to get that podcast onto Iono. If we had a whole bunch of subscribers for this podcast, as soon as that thing's live on the website, it would get pushed to their device and they would download it according to their settings. And it's as simple as that to get the podcast up and running. As far as the RSS feeds within Iono, and it doesn't matter what platform you use, you'll get an RSS feed, which you can then give to the various podcast aggregators, like an iTunes, a Stitcher, or whatever, and they pull that content from Iono. And we had the question yesterday, in, in yesterday's talk that I did, someone was saying, why do you have to use a platform like Iono, or a platform like 
Libsyn or SoundCloud? And the short answer is you don't. But you're going to run into problems because those sound files have to live on a server somewhere. And once you start growing an audience and you get more and more downloads and more and more of these files are being served, it's almost like a radio station. If every single listener that was listening to a radio station was actually using the bandwidth of that song that was served on or saved on your server, it would just crash everything. So you could probably get away with it to start with, but as soon as your audience grows, the, the sort of end user experience isn't going to be great. And I don't want to reinvent the wheel. That's why I use a service like, like the guys from Iono and, and, and what they do. They also have some pretty cool players. So there we go. It is now live. And if I play it off Iono, uh, and first part of the mistake is make sure you press record. So that's the little piece of sound clip or the, the sound the bit that I, that I recorded with Stan, and it is now up on Iono. So that's pretty much it. Now it's a case of getting out there and promoting the living daylights out of this thing. <coughs> and it doesn't matter what your platform is. You may not have a platform. You may have a website with subscribers that, that read your blog or whatever it is, and you can embed. So on the right-hand side on Iono, for example, is they'll give you an example. There's a little player. And I'll show you, let me go to one of our, let me go to Coach Perry, I'll show you exactly what it looks like once it's embedded in a, in a website. So this is another one of our, let me find where it is, this is one of our, one of our websites, it's a, it's a coaching business that we create quite a bit of audio content for, and these are the different posts, so we published one yesterday, and I've, it's cached so it's not on here, let me go to the new one. Okay, so there we go. That's the, that's the post, and that's the player at the bottom. So that's the... So someone can come onto the website. We can send them the link through an email newsletter that we've built, or we can tweet it, or Facebook, or whatever. All they do is click play, and it's as simple as that. I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wiley from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Biggie from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Vrucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. So that's a little intro that we've done. We created and those are actual listeners that listen to that podcast. And that's a cool little thing as well. We've, we've really tried to involve our audience as, as much as we can. Those were WhatsApp voice notes. It was a call to action on a podcast. We said to them, please just send us a little, I'm whoever, and you're listening to Run With Coach Perry. We stitch them up and they get, every week we try and change it up. We get new ones on and they, the, our listeners get an absolute thrill. They hear their name and what do they do? They share that piece of content with everyone they know because they're famous. And that's, yesterday guys were talking about sort of integrating and, and just really getting your, your listener involved. It doesn't matter what pl platform you're on, that's a great way to do it. So that's the Iono player, which you embed. It's just a piece of code, and it can live on any website. So you can post it onto your website. If it's a radio station, you can put it onto the radio station website. They've, that's the individual episode podcast. They've also got a channel player. So you can have... Uh, I'll actually show you on, on this website as well because we've got it at the moment set up that it'll have the playlist essentially. So every time you publish a new one, and that's it over there. So every time you publish a new one, it pops to the top of this list 
and then you've got your whole list right at the bottom of all the, all the podcasts that you've created. So they've got various options when it comes to players that you can embed on, on your website or, or various other websites. As far as the feed, the RSS feed, okay, I was hoping, I believe that the Wi-Fi is not working in the venue, but if within IONO, I'm going to put this pretty big and show you exactly, okay, let me go back to the channel. All it is, is it's a URL. It's a website address that you would feed to, to the various sort of platforms like iTunes and that sort of thing. And there's, there it is there. You can't really see it, but it says channel RSS. If you click on it, it then strips out all the pictures and all of that sort of thing. And that's what it looks like. So it's just a really clean feed that gets sent to, to iTunes and that sort of thing. So if anybody has, I'm going to do it on my phone, but if anybody has a a podcast player, like a, an Overcast, for example. It won't work in iTunes because we haven't submitted it to iTunes. But if you listen to podcasts on like an, an iTunes or something, all you need to do, you can add a URL. So within, within Overcast, as an example, you can add a URL. I'm going to add it. It's HTTP. If you want to type along with me, and I'll show you exactly how you'll then get it onto your device. HTTP. I lie. It's S. HTTPS colon backslash backslash uh, iono.fm and then slash rss slash chan so c-h-a-n slash three one five six and if you hit enter it will then find it It'll pull in the RSS feed from Iono. At least it should. There we go. So now it's waiting to download. You can't really see it at the top there, but it's busy downloading the file. My internet's obviously a bit slow, but it is there and you'll be able to listen to it on the phone. So if somebody has subscribed to it, it would have been pushed to their device already. And that's as simple as it is from start to finish creating a podcast. Martin. Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't embed it. I'll, sh I'll show you exactly. I'm not going to put it in, but I'll show you where you do it. So if you go into iTunes, and this, again, you only have to do this once. That's the, the cool thing. It's not every time you publish an episode, you have to go and do this. It's like creating that channel on Iono. You only have to go and submit this into, into iTunes once, thankfully, <laughs> because iTunes is the, the platform for how advanced Apple is. iTunes is clunky. It's horrible. So let me find where iTunes is. Okay, so if you go into iTunes, you'll have music and video and, and all of that sort of thing. <coughs> and once you go into podcasts, there's a sidebar on the right. Jeez, it's slow. There's a sidebar on the right. It gives you a whole bunch of options. You can choose the categories that you want and that sort of thing. So there we go. I'm in iTunes. I'm in podcasts already. So at the top left, you can choose. It gives you a drop down. There's TV shows. There's music, that sort of thing. Um, obviously, always listen to podcasts. And you can choose different categories. So if you look on the right, it gives you the different categories. And if you scroll down, there's a thing there that says Submit Podcast. It then takes you to their submitting platform, which they've cleaned up a bit. And all you do is you just copy and paste that RSS URL that's, that I just read out now. You just copy and paste it in there. It'll then pull all that info that you fed into Iono, the description, the title, name of the channel, and that sort of thing. I'll, f I'll put it in here and it'll pull it. I'm not going to enter it, but I'll show you what it does. And then all you have to do is hit enter. 
And then if somebody finds that podcast through iTunes or if they use the native podcasting app within an Apple device, every time they... The good question is, what's my password? Every time they then... Or every time you as a content provider create a new piece of content, it will then just pull it in automatically. So they've recently changed this thing up. So there we go. So you hit the plus button. If you put in the uh, RSS URL, copy and paste it as it is. Don't have to change anything. That's uh, in there. And you hit validate. It'll then pull all that info that we've just put into Iono. And it should pull it in automatically. This thing is not. There we go. Oh, it's not working there. There we go. So that's now pulled all that info in that we've just put into Iono. And if you're happy with that, you can edit it here. But know that every time you change it on Iono, it's going to automatically update here. So if you need to change your artwork, for example, if you change the branding, you change it within Iono, and it automatically updates it to all these podcast sort of servers, like an iTunes and a Stitcher and that sort of thing. And I'm guessing it would be the same if I just <coughs> Correct. So, and, and that is a, it takes a bit of legwork, particularly when you're starting a new channel, is to go and do it in each one of them. Unfortunately, we don't have access to a, a platform like Google, Google Play at the moment here in South Africa, but it's the same sort of thing. So if we did, you would go and, and put it into iTunes, you would go put it into Google Play, you put it into Stitcher, and we've sort of, as new ones come online, we just make a list. So every time we create a new channel or a new podcast, that's part of the checklist that we go through step by step. We've created it on, on Iono, and go and submit it into all the different sort of podcast, podcast player channels, essentially. Cool. Does that, does that make sense? Okay, let me not put stand on iTunes, if that's good. <laughs> all right, and, and that's really, I, I wanted to show you how simple it is to actually do this thing. That was my goal today. Yesterday was quite high level and, and, and from a, a strategy perspective on how to, to make money off these things. Today I wanted to show you really how easy it is. That is the simple bit. The truth of the matter is, that's not what makes a podcast grow, what I just did. Yesterday I spoke about podcasts being audio business cards. It's now up to you to go and hand those business cards out. People don't just find podcasts. Yes, they do, but the, the, the hard work comes from you going out and promoting this thing, building a following on social media that you can engage with and share your content with. And that's how these things slowly start growing. And, and if there's one bit of advice I can give you, is really push for subscribers. Don't just push stuff out on social media and get people to listen to one episode. Tell people how they can get all your episodes. Tell them, go onto iTunes, subscribe on iTunes. I'm going to give you a little hack as well. Uh, this is something that's taken us a long, long time to learn. The iTunes algorithm, like a Google algorithm, what goes on top or page three is a very closely guarded secret. But there's two things within iTunes that really moves the needle. And we've tested this, and I can show you graphs that we've done over time. The first one is subscribers. The more subscribers you have, the higher you show in the rankings. How do you get higher in the rankings? Is you get ratings and reviews. Encourage your listeners to give you ratings and reviews. We, that's first and foremost one of the things that, that we really push so hard on. We give away... So many things to get people to leave, to incentivize them to leave us reviews. Because the more reviews you have, the more iTunes goes 
these guys are popular and they're going to show you to more people. And that, it just really does move the needle. And you can go through those, those iTunes sort of search results and look at the podcasts that are at the top of the charts and go and look at their ratings and reviews. They all have lots of ratings and reviews. It's very seldom will you find one there with none. That is probably the biggest driver. Yes, so you can. And again, it depends on the, the podcast, sort of the provider that you're using. So through Iona you can, and I'll show you some of the stats that you've got access to. Uh, it also depends, I know through, through Lipson, depending on what package you are, uh, the more in-depth they give you. One of the downsides with podcasting right now is you're tracking downloads. So it's not like a, a live stream where you can track who's listening. So for instance, with that RSS feed, you can push, I can push a piece of content to your phone as an example, but I don't know whether you listen to it or not. And right now, there's no way to track that. So as an example is I have a whole bunch of podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis. I've subscribed to them. They're on my phone. I'll hop into my car, plug in, and, and off we go. And it may have been downloaded two weeks ago, and I just haven't got around to listening to it, and it's sitting on my phone, I listen to it. So that would have been counted as a download two weeks ago when I downloaded it. So, but those stats, those stats are there. And it's, you, you can get pretty granular. Uh, I mean, you can see the downloads, you can see sort of where they're coming from, from a, a platform perspective. Franchot, just off the bat, are you going to be chatting more on the stats tomorrow or? Okay, but you're not going to go into too much of, of the platform. Okay, cool. Let me, let me show you. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so what I'm going to do is... Oh, that's, I'm on the wrong one. Let me go to today's. Okay, so... Maybe. Sorry. Okay, there we go. Yeah. And obviously the analytics get better and better as people find out more things and how to track more things. So this is the podcast that we've just done. We've had six people downloaded, essentially, that out of, in this room. So that's it there. Uh, and what will happen is as you build up a, a sort of repository of content, and that's, I guess, also one of the beauties of, of podcasting is we see it so often that people binge listen. They'll stumble across a piece of your content and they'll go back and download all of it. And as it stands right now, particularly in iTunes, uh, I mean, we focus a lot on, on iTunes and, and, and pushing our content into iTunes. And iTunes only allows you to show your last 300 episodes. I know 300 sounds a lot, and if you're doing a weekly podcast, it is a lot. But if you're doing, let's say you're doing a daily podcast, it's really not that much. And we see it all the time. We'll have spikes where someone in... Wagadugu has downloaded 300 podcasts. We don't have any listeners there. All of a sudden there's one and he's binge listen or binge download to, to all of them. I'm just using that as an example. And that happens all the time. So the interesting thing is, I'm just looking at these stats. That podcast obviously then goes on to Iono and people who are accessing the site can, can see it. It would have been there because there's the latest. So someone in the United States has just listened to you, Stan. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the beauty of this thing. It, it's just... 
Oh, is that what it would have been? There you go. Ah, there we go. Learn something new every day. So that's what it was. Okay, cool. So that's, that's pretty interesting from a, from a stats perspective. I think that answered your question. And like Francois was saying, it tells you if it was desktop or, or mobile. The desktop, I pushed play on the, on, on the desktop, so that would have been there. It then also gives you the platform. So there's Android, iOS, Mac, that sort of thing. Uh, so you can get the source. I mean, I don't know what all of these things are. Francois would be able to tell you more of those sort of details and, and, and get granular on where that all comes from. And the nice thing, what I also, I didn't actually mention, one of the other reasons I love IONO is the size of the sound file. One of the biggest uh, sort of hurdles I get, because I, I, get, I get often, one of the things, I'm, I'm going to give you some other hacks that we do to sort of build audience, but one of the things we get often is people say to us, but what about the data costs? How much is it going to cost me to download that file? And... It, it can get quite expensive if you're downloading two-hour files, but what I, I don't know the tech behind it and how it works. You've got to speak to the clever people to do that. But Iono gives you an option on what quality you want to listen to that sound file in. So obviously, the better the quality, the bigger the sound file. The smaller the, the uh, or the, 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 the worse, and I don't want to say the worse isn't the right word because the quality is really good. Unless you have a really trained ear, you're probably not going to pick it up. I mean, like for me, I listen to podcasts in my car. There's so much background noise whether it was recorded in a top-class studio or in someone's bedroom, it doesn't really make a difference to me, or if it's the best quality, if it's hi-fi quality sound, or if it's slightly degraded. It's not going to, as long as I can hear it. For me, that's, that's my opinion. But you will get guys who are sound snobs, and they want to listen to the best quality, and I don't know, you can choose what, what file you want to get served. So I don't know if there's any questions on that. I'm going to give you a couple of hacks on the way we've built this thing and what we actually do. Good question. Put music on it. That's a, that's a great question. And the short answer is I don't know the answer to that. Time-wise, so if, you are, if you've got an hour show and only five minutes of music, that's what you mean by... Okay. And, and it is quite an interesting dilemma. It is an interesting dilemma because that's obviously, I mean, a lot of the stuff is within the borders of South Africa, I'm guessing. But what happens if somebody listens to this thing in the United States? Or, yeah, are they? Okay. Perfect. Well, then that's, that's the answer. So, yeah, I mean, there are restrictions. We, we use little sort of snippets of, of music like in jingles and that, and we, we buy a lot of the stuff. Uh, you, just, you do have to be careful about using other people's content on, on these sort of things as you would on, on any medium, essentially. So... There are copyrights sort of laws in place and you've got to, got to abide by those. So as far as, as hacks go to, to build these things, one of the, the biggest things, and, and I can, if we go back to when I first started, is we were putting these podcasts out there and we were putting the embed player on our, on our website and, and driving traffic. And, and we just noticed that our Google traffic 
just we weren't getting lots of organic Google traffic to the websites. And the main reason for that is Google, as it stands now, doesn't index audio. So you can have an hour-long sound file, and if you put that player on your, your website, and all it's going to index is the title that you put on that page. So what we started doing is we started transcribing every single podcast that we created, which is ridiculous. And as soon as we started doing that, we just saw numbers growing. And it drives me up the wall, but I often meet people that say to me, gee, I love reading your podcast. And I say, you're missing the point, but I'd rather have them consuming it in however they want to consume it. But what Google does then is they send us traffic because they know what's in that podcast. And we create a ton of content, like lots of content. And I mean, an hour long podcast transcript is long and we don't do anything with it. We literally just put it in the show notes and we get tons of traffic because, because of that. And then somebody listens to it, they dig it, and then they go and download it onto iTunes, and they may never come back onto the website, but every time we send a new piece of content, they get it. Any other questions? Uh, how, do you, how do you manage that just physically? Transcribing. <laughs> so when we first started, my wife and I used to sit and transcribe all the things <laughs> ourselves, which was ludicrous. Correct. Yeah, we used to lie in bed at night transcribing podcasts. It was fantastic. <laughs> but we've now got a team in place that we, yeah. So, yeah, we've built it up. I mean, it costs us a fair packet, but uh, the upside is worth it. So, so that's, that's the, the big thing we do. Okay, so that's, there's, there's two ways to do it. And I've had this conversation with Francois, and I'll touch on what their platform does. Traditionally, what people do is they'll go out and sell a campaign, and they'll say to a client, this is what it is, and then they'll, they'll do it. And, and it's generally a live read, and that, that's what I love about podcasts. It's, it's hardly ever a produced spot that you would hear on, on, on conventional radio. It'll be part of the content. But the downside with that is it might be a campaign that you're running now, and you're charging for what they're getting now, but that piece of content lives forever. So there's no real, yes and no, but that's what I love what Francois and them were doing, and I'll tell, tell you about that now. But you can't sell future listens, if that makes sense. I, well, I've struggled doing that. So I can't say to somebody, well, we're getting 10,000 downloads now, but in two years' time, that's going to be up to 50,000, because they're not going to pay you for that now. That's just the way it is. But through a platform like Iona, and there are others that do it as well, is they allow you to actually drop a piece of sound into a podcast and then pull it out. Which is amazing when you actually realize what that means, is you can resell the same piece of content twice, three times, four times. Because again, what happens is people binge listen. So they'll go back and download all 300 episodes that are in your repository. And if you're running a campaign where somebody's paying for, let's say it's X amount of downloads, or it's a, a set duration, let's say it's for the month of July, you can put that piece of audio into a piece of content you created three years ago, if it's in that repository. And when that campaign is over, you can pull that piece of content out, or that, that ad out. And in two months' time, somebody else comes along and says, we want to advertise, fantastic. Because that's also one of the issues is, like, you keep, I, I'm, I hate doing the same things over and over. I want to create something that stays created. And that's why if you look at all the podcast content that we make, we stay away from newsy, uh, time-bound stuff. We only create evergreen content. 
If you listen to one of my podcasts today, or if you listen to it in three years' time, or if you listen to it three years ago, unless it's about tech and that sort of thing, 95% of the time it is still relevant. Correct. Yeah. And, and we've made that mistake. We try to play, not, not in the newsy space, but in the sports newsy sort of space. And as an independent creator, you are going to get such a hiding because you're playing against the big media houses that are doing that. And they've got massive resources. We didn't. And as soon as we made that decision that we were going to go into the more evergreen sort of content, we started growing. And that's, and I guess that's probably one of the, the beauties of it. There is a mechanism inside Iono in this case that lets you change parts of the audio if the campaign is gone or if you get a new one. Yeah, so at the moment, what they can do is they can put a top and a tail in, so a bump on each end, and they soon are going to have it rolled out where they can actually do a mid-roll as well. So you'll leave a, when you're creating the podcast, you would leave, I don't know, you haven't, I don't know if you've decided yet on what it is, but let's say it's a 10-second piece of silence. And what would happen is if there's no campaign, it would then take that 10-second piece of silence out and it would serve it as it would normally. So you wouldn't hear that 10 sec as a subscriber. But when you have a campaign, it would then put a, you could put a, a spot in there, it would take the silence out so it would flow seamlessly. And then once that campaign is over, you could pull it out again. Fantastic. Cool. What would you suggest, or how would you suggest we structure a podcast? Because radio, if it's an hour show, you then have an ad break or a song every 15, every 10 minutes. But the podcast listening to an hour, for a person speaking for an entire hour, is pretty challenging to... Correct. To stay tuned for it, I mean, eight yeah. seconds, nine seconds is a tension span. How would you then say that we should structure the podcast for any specific amount of time with having no real ad break to pay for, yeah. and we currently use music if we haven't... I think it's a great question. For those of you who didn't hear, it was asking how do you structure a podcast, so, sort of like a clockwise as you would on a, a traditional radio station where you would have spots top of the hour or news top of the hour, spots quarter past, uh, bottom of the hour, or whatever, and you'd have music in between broken up. The, the short answer to that question is you need to, you need to figure it out. There's no, there's no set in stone. One, one of the philosophies that we've employed in our business is we, there's, there's a book by a guy by the name of Marty, what's his surname? Nehemiah, I think. It's called Zag. The book is called Zag. And it's a business book. And he says, when everyone's zigging, you need to zag. So when everyone's going one direction, you need to go the other. You need to swim upstream. And I'll give you an example. One of the podcasts that we created is called The Cone Edge. I spoke about it a bit yesterday. It's a, it's a triathlon podcast. And if you go into iTunes and you look at the triathlon podcasts, 99% of them are probably between an hour and two hours long. I would go off my head if I had listened to a piece of content for two hours. But people do, and they've got massive followings. And what we decided was we were going to do smaller bits. So those were being published once every two weeks, maybe once every three weeks. We decided we were going to do 10-minute segments every day. And how we do it from a production point of view, it sounds like a lot, but we'd interview one person, and one interview for an hour is five pieces of content. So we'd split it. We have a, a format of how we interview them, and each segment comes out, and then we drip that content over five weeks. Okay? And people absolutely love it. The amount of emails we get saying, gee, we love the fact that you've got these small digestible pieces of content. We can listen to it in and out of the car and that sort of thing, as opposed to finding two hours to listen to, to one solid piece of content. And there's no right or wrong answer. 
You need to figure out what resonates best with your audience. That's, that's what it boils down to. Uh, and, and the only way to, to figure that out is to experiment and, and try things. And the chances of your first one being a smash hit are pretty slim. But you will learn things out of that first one that you can then apply to the next one. And just keep applying those learnings as you go. That's pretty much what it, what it boils down to. Any other questions? No. Speak now, if ever hold your peace. None. Do I? Still. Hmm. Okay, so <coughs> just so you know as well, we've created part of, part of what we've done in, in our business is, I mentioned Martin was saying that we, we don't generate income on our podcast, we generate income through our podcast. And I'm going to give you an example. One of, one of our small businesses, and there's not a podcast sort of related to it, but it's the Podcasting Academy. So I used to get asked all the time, how do you create a podcast? So we created an online course, essentially, on how to do it. So the high level that I showed you today, we've done that. There's videos recorded, and I'll, I'll show you basically what we've done, and that will also then peak, and it might spark some questions from, from your side. So let me log in. So that's it. The podcastingacademy.com is where you can find out about it. But what we've done is we've broken it down. It's 21 days, uh, and it's one little module every single day. You can binge through it as quickly as you like, or I'll help if I can log into my own website. Uh, I've forgotten what my password is. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh. Ah, I'm locked out of my own website. But basically what we've done is we've broken it down into what I did today. So the production and what you need to do to record podcasts, how to do it. I go into a lot more depth with the editing, how to cut things up, how to put openers and closers and create jingles and that sort of thing. I've then also gone through the gear that you need from, from recording uh, and, and editing and, and do you really need microphones, massive microphones and mixes and, and all of that sort of thing. And then from there, we've also gone into getting it up onto IONO and then promoting it. And promotion, I, I can't emphasize that enough. So many people create this thing, they put it out there and hope that people find it. The, the creating the podcast, rather create one piece of content a month and spend the other 29 or 30 days a month promoting that one piece of content, as opposed to creating 30 pieces of content and hoping people find it. Like, if, if there's one thing you take out of today, it's that. I'm not, create content, but don't go and overcommit, and you're going to create all gazillion pieces of content. Promotion is what this thing's about. A another sort of avenue that we've really harnessed well is we use email, funnily enough old, horrible, smelly email to, to promote our podcasts. And one thing we've done is we've, through these podcasts, we have really strong calls to action to get people onto our email newsletter list. We create sort of little short ebooks, checklists. Uh, I'll give you a triathlon example again. Often we'll talk about workouts that these athletes do, and we'll put a workout on a little one-page PDF, and we'll say to people, get to the website to download it. Part of the download process is we email it to them, so we're basically giving them a piece of content for their email address. And then we stay in contact and we build relationships through email. Every time we publish a new podcast, we send them an email saying there's a new podcast out, go listen to it. We don't take it for granted that they're subscribing through iTunes or Stitcher or that sort of thing. But we keep pushing them back to the podcast. And over time, we build that relationship 
And then, as I was explaining yesterday, we create solutions to problems they may have off the back end, and that's how we generate income off, off the back of these things. And that's our business model in a nutshell. Yeah, so that's also, when you're starting out, that's one of the risks, is you, you almost feel like you need to be everywhere all the time. And as social media grows, it, it's impossible. You cannot be, you can't spend your day on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You just, it's physically impossible. Unless you've got a team, that's cool. What I say to people, choose two. And it might not necessarily be the two places you like, if that makes sense. So if you're into Facebook and Instagram, as an example, but you might, your audience might hang out on Pinterest. There's no point in you doing the promotion where you hang out. You need to hang out where your audience hangs out. Add value where they hang out and get them across. And ideally, I've also learned that lesson. As much as iTunes is great and Iono is great, I want to own that interaction. And how great is Facebook and Twitter? I want to own the interaction with my audience. I don't want to build a house on land I don't own. So use those platforms, but don't build everything you have on those platforms. Because they can change the rules at any time. So I always try and get them back into our environment. I make it as easy as possible for them to listen, but I always want to engage in our environment. And that's also one of the reasons why, the, for us, the email list is just so important. Because those are our listeners. And anything can happen. iTunes could go down. Iono could go out of business. No, I mean, God forbid, touch wood, but that could happen. And if they have all your subscribers, you're not in a great place. So you, you want to get your content out as much as possible, but you want to try and build that relationship as much as you can on platforms that you own, if that makes sense. That's a, that's a great question. And if you didn't hear, it's talking about sort of making your content applicable globally, but still focusing locally, essentially. So I spoke about this quite a bit yesterday. And one of, one of the mistakes I see a lot of podcasters making is they try and go too broad. So they try and be everything for everyone. And it's the same, I mean, maybe not so much in radio here because, I mean, there is a lot of competition, but if you go to traditional or sort of terrestrial radio in the States, I mean, you've got country music stations and you've got rock stations and they only going after the people that it's their tribe. Whereas, I mean, if you look at a station like 947 here, for example, and I worked for them for quite a while, if you took that same music playlist and you put it in a big American market, I'm Stan, I'm sure you'd agree, that station wouldn't do well. Because as soon as you play a country song, you're irritating the guys who love heavy metal. And as soon as you play a heavy metal song, you're irritating the guys who love country. So I always say niche down twice. Go as deep as you can. Rather have a small group of people who would go to battle for you. 
than scratch the surface and try and, and, and build it that way. You can always go wider later, but really go deep. And one of the, our, our big drives at the moment is, is to not even worry about borders, essentially. Like, I don't care where my audience is. The internet has just leveled that playing field. It doesn't matter where you are in the world, you can build a business anywhere in the world. So we, and I used the example yesterday in the talk that I did, we used to have a running podcast called Run Talk SA that was focused specifically on running in South Africa. And we never got any traction. And the reason we didn't get any traction is because we were trying to be everything for all runners in this country. Trail runners, road runners, 100 milers, park runners, it was just everywhere. And as soon as we narrowed down onto one specific type of runner, we focused on comrades runners globally. So people who were coming to run comrades, all of a sudden we got traction. And we've now, because we've got traction in that one, we can then start branching out and moving on the other. It's almost, it's a bit counterintuitive. People go, oh, but I want to get to as many people as I can. Yes, you do. But you have to really narrow down first, if that makes sense. Cool. Any other questions? No. Now, this time of the year, yeah. Yeah. So, so there, there seems to be a lot of topics, maybe sport is very universal, but there seems to be a lot of topics like books and all kinds of things that are very South African. So, somebody in, you know, Ghana or, you know, New Zealand might not be interested. Have you ever tried anything in, in terms of that? And what would you say to somebody who wants, and who wants to do a niche that's not as universal? No, no, absolutely. And, and again, I mean, the gardening one's a good example because, and, and that, I agree with you 100%. Like, if you're talking plant carrots now, it's December. And, and we're sitting with a bit of that issue in, in one of our running podcasts. Uh, and I'll explain how in a moment. But if you're saying plant carrots now and somebody's sitting in Europe, whatever. I mean, I don't know anything about gardening. But you can still, for me, that's very much a time bound podcast, if that makes sense. That in six months from now, someone in South Africa is not going to be interested in planting carrots. So you can do it. I'm not saying you can't do it. It'll work. But I don't want to create content that's time-bound, if that, if that makes any sense. So for us, we look at things that we can do that is, doesn't matter where you are and when you are, it's applicable. So you are narrowing down to, to gardeners in South Africa, as an example. And if, if you were into carrots, let's say you wanted to know everything it was about carrots, I can tell you now you'll probably found, find a thousand people globally who are into carrots and want to podcast just on carrots. So it doesn't have to be about when to plant it. You can create guides that's not on the podcast, essentially saying if, if it's a how to plant, when to plant carrots in Europe, as an example. So they can then download that. When to, when to plant carrots in, in South Africa, as an example. But the content you're creating, again, it's an audio business card. It's, it's a way f to get them into your environment, which you're then creating content off the back end. And you can do the same with video. You can do the same with blog posts. You can do the same with anything. It's just in this case, it's a piece of audio that you're disseminating. So the example on the running, with the northern and southern hemisphere, and we've got a big audience internationally on that podcast, is the timing of the races are slightly different. So when we're building up big mileage, northern hemisphere aren't. And that's one of the issues that we're sitting with at the moment, is we're grappling that when we're talking about running, in America they call it the full marathon season, which is November, us it's spring. So it's, it's 
slightly, slightly different. The calendars aren't aligned, and that's one of the challenges that you have to sort of, sort of work through and, and figure out. So, there, I mean, there are those challenges across the board. But, yeah, again, it's, you've got to figure out what the audience wants and, and give it to them. How big a challenge is it working on time-bound uh, content, and what's the best way to navigate it? Um, the reason I'm going to go back to motoring is because I'd like to podcast something along those lines. If I'm talking about the new Polo that got released this year, in 18 months, even though it will still be available... Yeah, there's another one coming yeah, up. Yeah. There's, there's tons, no, there's tons of podcasts that are doing it. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, just for me personally, I don't want to do it because I don't want to get into that chasing after the big sort of media houses that are doing because they've got big budgets. I don't. So, so that's the reason I do I'm not saying you can't be successful doing it. Don't get me wrong. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying in my experience, as soon as you start chasing newsy stories, you're up against the big players. Uh, I mean, I'm just thinking locally like IOL and, and that sort of thing of the motoring. It's, it's tough, but it is doable. If you're creating a piece of content that is brilliant and people love and it's engaging, they'll come to you. And it takes time, it's patience. I mean, I'll give you an example of, of a, a guy who's doing, and it's not in the audio space, it's actually in the video space. But they had created an online car show, like a Top Gear sort of thing. It was on, on YouTube and it was doing okay, and it was an hour-long piece of content that it took them to shoot and edit. It probably took them five or six days to put one of those pieces of content together to create it. And it goes up on YouTube and they were getting decent enough down, or sort of views and, 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 and watches on that thing. And they just weren't getting any traction from an advertiser's perspective because the numbers weren't big enough. So he decided to run an experiment. So he took the same cars and he put a GoPro on the bonnet and he put a GoPro inside the car and he scheduled 15 minutes to do this drive test with it. 15 minutes was done and he spoke while he was driving, the handling's this, it's that. He took that, those two pieces of, of video, spliced them together so you had the different angles, probably edited 15 minutes. So it took him half an hour to create a 15-minute piece of content as opposed to four or five days to create a one-hour piece of content. He was banging out four or five of those a day. All of a sudden, his traction's through the roof. No production value. People didn't want an hour long. They wanted 15 minutes. How does this car drive? And there's a prime example. What he thought audience wanted they didn't want massive production values. They just wanted something simple that they could. I'm interested in the new Polo. What does it drive like? That was it. And he's making an absolute killing doing it. So, I mean, there's a, there's a good example. Whereas most of it, you'd think, Top Gear's this massive thing. Everyone wants to do it. That's what they want. Maybe not. You have to experiment. So, cool. No. Right, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, if you want to find out more, thepodcastingacademy.com, you can go check it out. And yeah, please be in touch.